We have reached the weekend home stretch. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Just like that, the final hour so is here. Close. Friday edition, 6th and Peabody, our location with E-Hop Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. You're all so close. There's a boxing weigh-in going on with myth- misfits. Hutton, I often say it. You just never know. At 6th and Peabody, you never know what's going to be going on. Could be a rave. Could be a boxing weigh-in. Um, could be a, a corporate a ra- event. A rave. Yeah. I've seen raves here. <laughs> Big rave guy. Oh, well, uh, anything that goes on here is fun. Uh, coming Could be up, a half pipe for skateboarders. Yeah. Brian Albanese is out there tearing it up. BMX. You never know. Yeah, coming up, uh, you never know what Guns is bringing in for the uh, the segment from Outkick.com. Mike Gunzelman, the gun show, shows up uh, here in 20 minutes. Chad, the, the least surprising headline of anything involving Daniel Snyder is from Jay Gruden, who says that he would dictate certain roster moves, uh, who was drafted, who was signed. I'm not surprised at this at all. Uh, He's the owner of the Washington Redskins and Washington Commanders. He can do whatever he wants in that regard. If Bud Adams wants Vince Young and Jeff Fisher wanted Jay Cutler, guess who drafted Vince Young? Floyd Reese and Jeff Fisher. Same goes for... Dwayne Haskins in Washington, if in fact it was Daniel Snyder that wanted Haskins as their quarterback. I don't take this as anything more than he's one of 32 owners who can dictate how he wants the organization to look on the field from an aspect of, hey, I really want this player because, well, I own the team and I want him to play for me. Yeah, he said, you know, he watched no film and he dictated these decisions. And look, I think Jerry Jones probably watches film. But the first name that came to mind <laughs> yeah. is Jerry Jones makes every pick. He is the owner. He is the GM. He does everything for the Dallas Cowboys. And he's widely heralded as one of the top owners in all of sports. And he makes every personnel decision. Well, he's also the GM. For the Dallas Cowboys. But yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean. He, he, guess who, hired, right. it's, guess it's, who hired the GM? Jerry Jones. Now, if we're talking about veto power or, man, I really want this guy that's a local hero. Or I really like this guy. And you get, you know, final say as the owner. Well, yeah, everyone has that. Right. If you were just saying, hey, I read a, a draft guide and I really like this guy. You better take him, him, and him. Yeah, but that doesn't that's make... That's a little bit of a different level. I agree with you, but it doesn't make Daniel Snyder unique in that regard. There are other owners who have done that or behind the scenes. Yeah, well, do they always do it, though? I don't think there's many that always well, I don't, I don't say, think, I'm going to dictate everything you do. I think they just kind of sign off on yeah, it or not. Sign up, but I don't think Daniel Snyder's demanding they draft Jahan Dodson, you know, or moving up to, to make that pick in, in what what lane they're going to be in offense defense uh chase young was a, an obvious selection right when they had what n- the number two overall pick yeah but the, i mean it, i can't remember a ton of uh, washington decisions though where i'm thinking boy that's just the worst pick ever they've been pretty mediocre for a while they yeah, haven't addressed a lot of it has been free enough. agent signings yeah i mean I'm, I'm guessing some is just star power like he wants to go after someone big in free agency i i don't know i, I just Yes, everyone has final say if you're an owner and veto power. To what level does each owner get involved in everything their GM is up to? Now, over, overall, broad scope, Snyder was awful. But the fact that the owner wants to choose, you know, whatever quarterback they're about to draft. That is his That right. doesn't help the, you know, the dynamic of why you have guys employed to do that. 
But it's also, I mean, he's the owner of the team. Yeah, and that typically go, it that goes, goes across the board to me. Typically it goes for the owner, you know, if they're not overly involved in everything. With that, it's, I hired you to be the GM. What do you think? Tell me why you like this guy in right. the fourth round. Okay, you really like this guy in the fourth round for that reason? Go ahead. It's your job. And then they leave it to the GM or the head coach to sell them on why they're making the pick. And then they just check off on it. Or we need this guy in free agency for this reason. Here are the strengths. Here are the weaknesses. Here are our weaknesses that they'll address. Can we make this move? Yeah, fine. Go ahead. That's most of the interaction between GM, coach, and owner. Yeah. But occasionally there is the, uh, you brought up a great example, the owner of the Tennessee Titans that lives in Texas saying, draft Texas hero Vince Young. Keep him out of Houston. That is who you will draft. Do not let him go to the Texans. And the we Texans had the there. number two pick, but the, if they passed on Reggie Bush, uh, if they... That's the year they went if, to number they, one and got, um, got Mario Williams. Oh, Mario Williams, number one. Yeah. So number it, two is Reggie Bush, the Saints. And then if they, if Vince Young's available, VY's my guy was the classic line. We're going to show it to the Houston Texans. Chat, uh, the commanders, uh, John McClain joined us early. If you missed that, you can join it uh, and see that on demand uh, with his answer about a name change. Part of that, uh, which you can find on YouTube, was him saying, well, they may just throw it back open to a vote for fans to chime in on. And I'm thinking, if they do that, if they, if, unless you give them finalist names, if you just open the door for fans to choose, guess what they're going to choose? The Washington Redskins. And that's not coming back because that was the league made that happen, not Dan Snyder with the name change. I do think they'll change the name. I am I, not I, And I think so Josh Harris sure. has an idea before. He, I think he's smart if he comes in and he already has the idea on the name. I think leagues evolve... I think people evolve. You know, I think we've all evolved on a lot of things that just kind of go away. You don't talk about it as much. I think a lot of uh, a lot of COVID policies that happened, if they have now been proven to be wrong, they just don't talk about it, and you kind of move away from it, and you don't really admit fault, but you just don't address it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I do not. I don't think the league is going to say, "Yeah, let's go full in on the name of the Redskins again for the NFL." But my initial reaction was that, and I asked, I've, I've asked multiple people on the show this question, would there ever be a time that it would be socially acceptable for Washington to return to the name Redskins? And everyone we've interviewed, John McClain on down, says, absolutely not, hell no, it'll never happen. But then I see this headline, and where does my mind immediately go? Redskins 2.0. Here we come. Here we go. It's coming back. That's going to be the team. And you're right, Hutton. If they said, here are your list of 10 options for the new name, and if the Redskins were one of them, it would overwhelmingly be the pick by the fans. Overwhelmingly be the picks. Be the pick. Now, what do I think it's going to be? Probably something like the Washington Hogs or something else that has a tie to the organization. Yeah. That's not Redskins. Well, they, so Harris is from the D.C. area. He's from Maryland. And it was Magic Johnson who said everything's on the table with a name change. I do think you know, the command, they can't even get their own trademark approved. Yeah, it's not going to be commanders. Yeah. So, so do they just go back to Washington football team or, or, or find something other than that? And, I, I mean, the fact that... Here would be my choices. Number one, Redskins. Probably number two, Washington football team, sadly. Right. Because there's no other but, name you put next to that that would have the historical meaning for that franchise. So might as well just keep the same color scheme. 
everything else the same and just say, oh, we're like an English Premier League team, but in America, and we just go Washington football team just with no nickname. Then we're different, and we're WFT on the ticker for the but, score. But, but Chad, I, I'm telling like Josh, Everything else is just going to feel fake. The, the, the league, the ownership made concessions in order to approve whatever the money aspect of the loan and finance and everything – they went outside the parameters and guidelines of what is required in order to get Daniel Snyder out and allow Josh Harris and this ownership group to pass through unanimously. Um, that's without question. I don't think Josh Harris is going to say, well, just to be different, we're going to be the Washington football team. I think the NFL is going to say, hey, here are three or four names. What do you like? And I guess that process is starting because even Magic Johnson is talking about it and it's prior to the 2024 season and they've got to get that done for all the licensings the trademarks the filings the merch that's happening now it's one of the first things they'll end up doing probably well if one of those three or four names is Redskins that would be the pick don't think that it will be right but that would be the pick and is there a way they could sell it as I don't think so but they're like man guys Josh Harris is cool Daniel Snyder sucked so the name in part sucked because Daniel Snyder and him. Oh, and, and now that we've got the, uh, good yeah, no, Native no, Americans yeah, and no, tribes. No, would, no, 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 no. None of the racist overtones. This is the league selling this now. Right. None of the racist overtones. Nothing they're that fine with that now. We've got, we've got five different Native American groups that have signed off on us going back to this name. It's all Dan Snyder. And really all the negative connotations of the name involved this sexist loser, over-meddler of an owner in Dan Snyder. And Josh Harris is cool. He's a good dude, so it's going to be safe now to go back to the name. That could be the sales pitch. Is it going to be the sales pitch? Probably not. But, you know, one can dream. Chad, right now, the Los Angeles Angels, they have a 14.5% chance to make the playoffs. They'll always be the California Angels to me, too. Just like the Redskins. I don't mind that either, California Angels. Um, so... Are they dumb enough not to trade Otani if they know they're not getting him back? If they know that it, winning matters now more than ever for him and his, I mean, he's going to require the wealthiest, richest contract we've ever seen, which will likely include some type of ownership stake in the Major League Baseball franchise that he chooses to play for next. They can ship him to that team if they want. I would. They say it's going to come to a 24 to 48 hour deadline decision. And I think they'll end up talking themselves into this whole home run race because Otani's going to continue to play great. And at the end of all this, they're going to find value in that and pack stadiums in that over the next two months instead of actually finding a return on investment for something that they're not investing in past October. Well, no one would put the Angels down as one of the smartest franchises in baseball, but they are the ones who were able to lure and sign Shohei Otani. So let's give them credit for that. MLB.com put together nine different teams, the highest probability of trading for Otani. Now, this includes, I'm not going to go through a list of prospects mm -hmm. and top prospects in each organization, but everyone on this list has variant number of top 100 MLB prospects in the minor league farm system, okay? And I'm not basing this on what is the best trade package. You can read the article and do that if you would like. But here are the teams involved. You ready, Hutton? I'm going to go through them, and we'll go through some should, of the merits. You tell me what you'd like everyone. the most. Well, it's not uh, that they, that they yeah. have. The nine most likely. Tampa Bay Rays, and they have a ton of top prospects they could offer up, currently in first place. Or now, actually, 
I think the Orioles just retook first place. The Orioles. Now, this would go against everything philosophically they've done. Yes. They still have the number one overall prospect in baseball. That's not in the majors yet. Not a part of this deal, by the way. They have other great minor league prospects they could package and get Otani. Would the Orioles ever go for it? And they've received a lot in return by trading guys like Machado and others. They'd also have to do this thinking we're going to spend all the money to sign him long term, and they're not going to do that. No. So I'm kind of crossing them off the list, but that's another one. The Yankees. Yankees need to play better baseball and be in the mix in the AL East to be considered. They do have some pretty good prospects in the minors that they could offer. The Red Sox staying in the AL East. Another one. Um, they have the number three overall prospect in baseball, baseball Marcelo Meyer, a shortstop. That would be the offer. Um, this is according to MLB.com. Just him for Otani straight up. Wow. And the Red Sox would have the money to pay him, obviously, if they wanted to. The Mariners have a ton of good young players. A couple of them will be in this deal and four other prospects for Otani, but another team that's an option. The Rangers, another team stacked with good minor league prospects for Otani and a team that's in contention in the AL West. The Dodgers, they've said, it's been reported, not going to deal with the Dodgers, not likely, uh, but the Dodgers have the number 19 overall prospect in baseball and the number 34 overall prospect, and they could package three other guys for Otani, and they obviously have the money to do it. The Giants have been in big for a lot of big-time guys. Aaron Judge, namely, this past offseason. They could pay. They will pay especially on the West Coast, for a guy like Shohei Otani. They say, why not? The box office is going to help everything with that franchise. They have the number 15 overall prospect, number 93 overall prospect, two other guys they could deal in this hypothetical trade for Otani. So add the Giants to the list. Staying out West, the Padres, another team that's a possibility. Um, they need to start winning, though, because they've been really bad. They're not even a contender right now. Those are the nine teams, Hutton. So What's the best? I, I laughed whenever we mentioned the Padres because they've done everything, and they, they're, you know, they're the West Coast version of the Mets. The Padres, though, are like the Diamondbacks. They've got their own television network now. Yeah. Think about Otani on the team and what that means globally. Well, and it's also... And a monthly subscription. He wants to win. Right, So you could look at it and say, third highest payroll in baseball, they should win. Yes, They're not winning right now. Even in this article, it says, let's say the Padres reel off 11 of 12 before the deadline. Well, then they're a contender. And other teams fall off. In that case, they may be more of a likely playoff team, right? But that's unlikely to happen. Yeah, With the deadline being August 1st. Also unlikely to happen. Yeah, I I think, though, just the business mindset of where are we headed with the television contracts? And is it really individual teams that will own all this? And they get, think about that distribution of the brand of Otani on the roster, especially if you're doing this long-term. And that's the other thing. Is he going to sign like a five or six-year contract? Or is this like what we've seen the Padres offer, like a 10 to 15-year contract for the best player on the, on the planet currently? But if you're, if you're charging 20 bucks roughly per month, to, to watch your favorite team play. Think about everyone that wants to pay to watch Otani play. I want to watch him more. I haven't seen him enough. And he's the, he should not be a secret, but no, I do feel like There's a huge a, value there oh, for someone, not massive, just on the field, but windfall. off the field, and, jerseys, everything. And so I think is, is the value there to just keep him on your roster if you're the Angels, knowing that you can at least make some money off of this home run race and the fact that, I mean, people are going to the stadium not to see the Angels play. They're going to see 
Otani because he's playing every day. He's played, what, 90-something percent of all possible like pitches. Yeah, can I make year. can I make my pick on that list? It's the Red Sox. That would get me I the think most it's the hyped. Giants. Of the nine, I'm not saying what's going to happen. I'm saying what I'd like to see. I'd love well, to see Otani. East Coast. I'd love to see Otani pitching against Judge and slugging against Judge in the AL East and the best rivalry in baseball for years to come. Send him to number one. Send him to Baltimore. Let's That's what I'd this. like to see. I'd like to see the Orioles. I, I, I think the Dodgers make sense. It's not going to happen, though, based on reports. Uh, guns, the gun show, always makes sense. We dive into the top pop culture headlines next on Hot Mike. Getting you to the weekend. Hot Mike with Huddy Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Chad, the energy oh, for the weekend. Let's pump it you, up. You could feel it, right? Plus, Mike Gunzelman's in studio. Outkick.com. Bam, bam. The gun show. Let's go. He's our DJ. Let's go. Wicka, wicka, wicka. I, I, I said there's raves here sometimes. I think guns could lead a rave at guns, some how point. Many times, how many raves have you attended? Uh, I am the rave. That's right. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I listen, I had my, uh, I'm from New York City, had my share of warehouse parties, you know. Now I'm more of an emo guy. I'm all about that emo music. I love, you know, exp- you know sharing my my thoughts, Is my the time feelings. of night or early morning the same, though, for emo slash rave? Uh, <laughs> they're a little bit different. A little different vibe. It's amazing what can go on at 5 a.m. in the morning on a Wednesday Dude, leaving a rave. <laughs> uh, my, my roommate in college, Chad Wiley, Wiley. He, he was DJing downtown. And he was like, you want to go for the set? I'm like, sure. And I thought, you know, 8, 10 o'clock latest. Yeah, like a normal. And yeah. I, was, I was fine, you know, whatever time. He... He arrived downtown at 3 a.m. That's <laughs> wild. Did you? Did were you there nuts. at eight? And you said a wait on no, him. No, no, or no. He we, tell you like it's hey, a long way. Three. We we <laughs> arrived downtown together. Are right, you planned? Okay, good. I'm. Like, I'm oh, he'll, he said he's coming. I swear. As you're just waiting. That'd be a real bad around. move. He was just like, yeah, and get there at eight. You know, quiet. get ready to go. Yeah. Things are closing down, and then it's underground, and you go. I'm, I'm just looking around, go, wow. Yeah. The the energy compared to what's on the street right now. Yeah. With all the uh, street sweepers going on, tell us about uh, um, your emo trivia. Oh yeah, so I'm. I'm this big, is very yeah. very popular. By uh, yes, the way. No, uh, what yeah. he does is very popular. Yeah, so it's called Who Wants to Be an Emo Millionaire? It's a game show. So I'm big in the music. I do like uh, you know for years I did a music show, the gun show, all this stuff, and like toured with bands. Was like official Warp Tour radio show for like four years in a row. So I've been involved in music, but really big into the emo scene, emo music. You know your pop punk, you know mall pop punk, Good Charlotte, that yellow card stuff like that. So now I do an emo trivia. Ocean Avenue, the Ocean Avenue there you go, and uh, it's it, it's online, but also we do it uh, live. We do it down here in nashville and hundreds upon hundreds of people come on out we've had bad all american rejects came through the other week just randomly all american rejects to show up because they heard about it and they're like what's up guns i'm like let's go and then like i changed the trivia to include them and like it's really funny because a lot of bands regardless of their country rap whatever it might be nobody remembers their own history so i always include whenever i have a band with them a question about their own like first album or like what song did you open with in 2012 and they have no idea or like what shirt did you wear on your debut album and like they're struggling to think about it it's very funny man it's very cool. I love um, it. Like, imagine talking like Axl Rose, and be like, uh, in uh, 1985, what, what's, what was your uh, second to last yeah. song on the set? Uh, was <laughs> the name of the song September Rain? We can't remember. Or was it November? He Rain? might not even know, to be honest, these yeah. days. 
What would you ask Scott Stapp if he showed up for uh, trivia? Because oh, uh, the uh, legend. Someone in the studio is a massive fan of Creed. Massive Creed fan. And it's so Davey much that he wants to go on the cruise. There's a Creed cruise. Yeah. Davey is considering attending. And I, when I say considering, I think he's honestly trying to save to put the, the money Oh, down I think he's front. on the waiting list. Last I heard, he's, he literally has he's submitted right himself. Yeah, yeah, he's there. It is going to be, by the way, uh, I'm going to be extremely jealous if he's the only one out of us that goes because this lineup is stacked. Uh, I mean, he said we, not him. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier. Oh, hold on. Know. There's a lineup. I thought it was just Creed. Oh, there. It's like Buck Cherry, the Verb Pipe, Vertical Horizon, Fuel. Uh, like, like all that. Like, it's like just. What? Three doors three down. Three doors down. Well, sign me up. Kryptonite. We'll bring some kryptonite to that one. So we need that. We need them to partner with Outkick. We have to be there. They're really bearing the lead by calling this a Creed tour, <laughs> and not just having a different name and then featuring all these. Bands. I feel like Creed would love Hot Mike and Outkick. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I mean, here, there's. It's funny because like those other bands are cool. Like to some extent, right? Is Creed cool in any circle? Like it's one of those bands that probably get the bad rap. That just follow. Dave Matthews is like this for a short time. Like it yeah. became uncool to be a Dave Matthews fan, right. right? We've talked about this, Guns. I'm very uncool. But then they come back and it's like, oh, it's cool to be a Dave Matthews fan again. Yeah. They're headlining, though, according to this yeah. article at Billboard. The thing Creed, with, the on thing this, with on Creed this is they became almost like a nickelback where it was just like people were mm. just like the butt of all jokes. Yes. But Nickelback, I still like. I still can't really stand Nickelback. Creed, because they haven't played since like 1999. I'm all about this. Like you know, they haven't played since like the early like, 2000s. Why not? It's what? Creed. Plus, they have they like, played intermission at a hockey game like two years ago. I don't know about that. Not full band like this. This is a big deal. I think they were announced as, ladies and gentlemen, Creed. That was just Scott. I think it was just Scott. He went Stout. solo. It's like Rob Thomas. They probably said lead singer of Creed, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, Creed. But also, the thing with them is they they hold down what I think to this day is the best Thanksgiving football halftime performance (laughs) of all time, where he's just he's flying through the air, angelic. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you got to see it. Trying to bring the energy to a a thing that has no energy. Halftime of that game, Davey. How just shout it out? How old were you in the summer of '99? Five years old. I don't feel like Davey's the one that should go to this. I think it's, I think it's one of us, Guns. Yeah. It's one of us. I, I feel like we need summer to. Summer of 99 was a very influential summer in my life. Oh, same. As was Creed's music during that time. <laughs> and I hear all these other bands, and I'm thinking, hell yes. With arms wide open, right? Yes. Yeah. Davey wasn't old enough to think the world was ending. Whenever 2000. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? Davey Maybe that's why we love Creed so much. Though They got us through Y2K. <laughs> There's a great uh, uh, subplot in this season of Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Where they're going back to 1999-2000, and they had a plot to sell survival kits for Y2K and made a ton of money off of it. And then what <laughs> happened in the aftermath of that? So just made me think of that. What would be our, our Creed Cruise version for us where, you know, Davey's fully admitting that it's not a popular band in terms of admitting that you would go I on a cruise Guns, with I think, Guns, you had a good one there in Nickelback. Like it, Nickelback's yeah. one of those that but if you really you go back attend, and listen though. to the catalog, it's like, man, this is... This is good, like rock it's pop good. music. Yeah, I'll t- like, it's fine. You could tap your toe to it. I just saw Matchbox Twenty the other day, and Matchbox Twenty rip. And I'm seeing the Google Dolls in a couple of weeks down here in Nash. Google Dolls rip. And like, I don't think like people give them. They're like, oh, Iris. It's like Google Dolls have so many jams. And like Matchbox Twenty, you're up there and like pushed at 3 a.m. Like you forget that they even yes. do those songs because you hear like, oh, I'm not crazy. I'm a little unwell. Like those stupid radio songs. Like that's something like that. You want something that like you can just look at somebody else and be like, oh my God, I never even knew they were the ones that sang that. I saw Collective Soul and <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls at Ascend Amphitheater two or three summers ago. 
And to still your line, they ripped, both of them. Like, oh. still got it done and were that? really good and had some hits. So in order to admit you're going on a cruise to see a, an artist, right, it's, it's, you're an Uber fan. That's how I'd view it. I, it right. it's, it's more than a joke for, for Davey Hudson. I would go with, like, John Mayer, knowing that, admitting that, I would get crushed. Uh, we'll get Gunz's in just a moment. But, Chad, uh, the floor is yours because I absolutely know your answer to the cruise you would attempt. Yeah, I mean, if we're... Uh, you would attend. I, I would attend Backstreet Boys tour uh, or a cruise, probably. Um, but, I mean, there are a lot of options that, like, a, a band reuniting or becoming that haven't been as popular that come back that I would go see. So, so you get together, like, a group of people. Like, you're not going on a cruise. You're not going to go solo bunk. You know, no, like, Davey's going solo. Yeah. He's trying to pick up girls uh, on this cruise, which we told him is a terrible move because yeah. guns, the percentage of girls that aren't taken on a Creed yeah. cruise is what, 4% yeah, and, of everyone there? It also can get weird very quickly because they, when they run away, there's nowhere for them to go. <laughs> and vice versa, when they when they shun you, you can't hide from them either. So like you'll walk into like the buffet line and be like, oh God, there they are again. I can't. I love, I love that you immediately went to girls running from Davey. Because it's exactly what we would have said, so that's perfect. Uh, that they couldn't, they couldn't flee the boat at that oh, point. Yeah, you, you, also, the four yeah. percent of women on this cruise that are single are all trying to sleep with Scott Stapp yeah. or someone from yeah. Cruise. Or they're Three working on down. the cruise. Scott might have to get helicoptered yeah. on and off every night. You know what I mean? He's not staying on that ship. Yeah, your yeah. blackjack dealer might be employed. Or they're, they're filming on this below cruise. deck for Bravo. It. Is what they're doing. <laughs> the females on this on this cruise with Creed. Uh, but yeah, Creed's back 2023. It's not even a joke anymore. Like, you know, they've moved on. Like, they're back. So. Are you wanting to see Otani push for Judge's record? No. Oh, as a baseball fan, I, I, I want to well, see Well, he's a Yankee fan. I'm a diehard well, Yankee fan. I know. Even Judge has said uh, records are meant to be broken. No, he so has to say that after did, last year, right? Yeah, and, and I'm sure he does not mean it 1% as he like, sits on the IL with a, with a bruised toe I, I'm for with two you. months. Like, players, you know, say one thing, oh, I wish this guy the best. Nobody, wants, well, nobody wants their team guys bumped off like, the line. I, I, don't, well, I don't like this guy because he's not yeah. with my team or he spurned my team or whatever yeah. I can create about There's him. There's no like, way you want – yeah, you don't want to be up there on that trope. I don't have to like see this guy fail. You know, some, with some people. Just be real. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I think it goes back to my thought process on last year and the hype behind the race for 62, right? Like the, the, the idea that Major League Baseball is now able to just point to judge and the, this whole, you know, oh, he's going for the record. What the AL record is, the AL record. Right. And, you know, it's, he's a Yankee. It's legitimate, yeah. Yeah. But, man, if, if you're able to watch Otani do this based on the hype we saw last year with judge – that then it just perception becomes that's the new home run record. And I, I don't want that to happen. They're trying to completely ignore what has happened. But I miss the home run well, race and Guns, in baseball. You yeah. are a Yankees fan, Die and hard. you're a frustrated Yankees fan oh, right I now. You had a life. great epic yeah. rant last week about oh. <laughs> the corporate sponsor on the jersey oh, that gosh, I loved yeah. and how anti you are against that with the Yankees. Yeah. And I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Do you agree with John Smoltz that if they get Otani, they're suddenly the World Series favorite? Uh, no, not as of right now because we just got swept by the Angels. We Our pitching is a disaster. There's no point in getting Shohei Otani if you're the Yankees unless you know Aaron Judge is coming back. And right now, we have no idea. He just took he took a couple swings the other day, but there's still no timetable on Aaron Judge coming back. And to give up prospects just for a rental, because you got to realize he's a free agent. So... 
if you're going all in, if you're a team out there, if you're the Rays, you're, you're, you're whoever this year, if you're going, like, if you're willing to give up your prospects for a, it's almost like the Jets going right now with Aaron Rodgers. It's right. almost now or nothing. The Yankees are not equipped to do all that for Shohei and then possibly have to drop 400 $50 million at least for him if they want to re-sign him. If I'm the Yankees, I don't think Otani's going to come here. Um, listen, is he exciting? Is he great? Absolutely. He leads the – It is. he's a pitcher. I just did the stats before I came down here. He's top five in hits. He's top eight in RBIs. He leads the league in uh, in, in home runs, the American League in home runs, and he's a pitcher. It, it, he's the most exciting player right now. So would it be good for baseball? Sure. Do I want him to beat it? Absolutely not. Do I think the Yankees – would it be great if they got him? I, I, I'm thinking about this not even from a fan standpoint, a realist standpoint, which, and, and which is like frustrating to me because I want the Yankees to do to make some moves, but we can't get Otani if we don't have Judge. What's the point? Also, how about this? This is what I'm really furious about. I wrote an article on Outkick.com that you can check out the Gun Show. How you doing? Here we go. Why is nobody walking Shohei Otani? The Yankees faced him three games in a row. He hit multiple bombs off of us. He was hitting triples, and we keep throwing to him. I did. I broke down the facts. He has been walked seven times this year. I. It's a. What are you not walking? So much so that last year Judge got walked 19 times, which also I was shocked, especially when he started getting in the 50 home runs, and you're against competitors, competitors, you know, competing for wild card spots, etc. That they weren't walking him. You compare it to Barry Bonds. In 2004, he was walked, intentionally walked, 120 times. And Otani is seven. Why aren't you walking these people? It is crazy to see. It's the, like they don't do it anymore. They well, forgot and, that you have it. Yeah, what are you and doing? all of baseball, the lack of. It, like, once they went to that rule about you can just say you can take first. Instead of just throwing they the four pitches out, it. like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, well, we're not going to do it anymore. So now that you change that rule, we're just not going to do it. There's got to be some crazy analytical yeah, reason. Yeah, there's a reason When he gets it, on base, he scores or something. Well, with everyone, though, I think intentional walks have gone down huge. That's a great comparison to the Bonds year. Yeah. When that happened, but I don't see nearly as many. Hey, no. take first no, we're, for anyone. We are, we are at career lows right now, of or league lows in in decades so far this season. Even last year, where it's like second to where we are right now. It's but it's like and for 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 a sport, we all know athletes in sports. You're looking for any sort of competitive edge. Well, this guy, the thing that I hate about analytics is the stupid suit wearing losers, nerds in the back that are no named, that never get held accountable when they screw up with their damn analytics. They can't take into account the numbers and the AI and the algorithms can't take into account being hot, being on a roll. If you're a small forward and you hit two three-pointers within the first five minutes of an NBA game, you're going to keep dishing that guy the ball because he's in a rhythm. If you're Shohei Otani and you're on an absolute tear right now, who cares what the analytics say? Like, oh, we'll just throw in the ball. How about no? Because he's feeling good. Walk the guy. Get them out of their rhythm. You stupid losers with your freaking pocket protectors that like in their their computers – you will, they don't get it. Any people that have played sports that are watching or you, you know that when you're feeling hot, you're in that rhythm. And you also know when you're not, that's when you throw to them every single time. Here's why you should be pissed off. Because teams are pitching to him, and the Angels still lose normally. Well, I think it was the Ford. Like, even when us, he's going off, the Angels are losing. Yeah, we had the Ford on talking about this idea from Smoltz that, well, if they get Otani, they're the World Series favorite. And he said, well, if that was true, the Angels would have won multiple World Series having him <laughs> with, on the team. With Mike Trout, by the way. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't done anything, so that, that's crazy. not true. They have not won more. Yep. It really, it really is. It's a lot, lot, lot going on in baseball. And what the, just to prove your point, 
The Yankees stink. The Yankees are in last place in the AL East. The freaking Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, name one player on the Orioles. I dare you for the viewer in the, audi- uh, in the no, audience at home. Yeah, like, name Hutton two players. Oh, yeah. Well, God, I can Christ. say Adley Rutschman. Hutton, God. I know uh, that one. Yeah, Hutton's a Okay, fan. Hutton, sorry. My point is, I, I just helped out the audience maybe trade my August first. You yeah, are in first place. The Yankees are in <laughs> the last Orioles place. The are sellers in first place. And they're blaming it that it's because they don't have Aaron Judge. It's more than one player, and it's more than one player besides Otani. I don't think he comes to the Yankees, but listen, have fun, whatever. You're the man, Gunshot. On a Friday. You're the man. Mike Gunselman. I'll see you on the with cruise us. with arms <laughs> wide open. We'll yeah. see you for that three doors down set. <laughs> we'll take you higher. We'll be on stage with Buck Cherry on this cruise. <laughs> Virtual horizon, baby. Stay tuned. Open Dave, championship updates next on the Hot firm Mike. pipe. <laughs> Open championship over at Royal Liverpool. Currently, Brian Harmon is your leader at 10 under. Tommy Fleetwood right there, but uh, a late surge in uh, the second round by Harmon pushes him ahead by 10. It's, uh, excuse me, by five. It's uh, 10 under for Harmon Fleetwood in second currently at five under total. Uh, missing the cut, Justin Thomas and DJ as well. Tough go for them. Dylan from our staff is head over heels about Tommy Fleetwood being in contention. He bets on him in every tournament. Plays a bet on him to win this may every be his, tournament. This may be his weekend. Could then. be his year. He's going to be sweating it out on Sunday uh, for sure. Uh, that's really the tournament to watch or the, the sporting event to watch this weekend. Uh, the U.S. women's national team, such heavy favorites that you've got to bet thousands of dollars to win all those, 300 bucks. All those uh, Americans, that. all those patriotic Americans going to be tuning in to root against America in, in four fact. Vietnam in this game, though. <laughs> Everyone who says that is, isn't watching. Let me, let me tell you that yes. flat out. They're not watching women's soccer. So there's one better that put $70,000 on the U.S. women's national team against Vietnam. If they win, they win $350. Chad, was this you? No, it was not. Imagine if they don't win. That's, that's tough. <laughs> I, I, would, I would hope it's someone. I, I hear stories like this and I always think, man, I really hope it's someone that has a lot of disposable income. Like, because if it's someone that their net you worth would... is $85,000, that's real bad, right? That's a real problem. Well, to, to go out and get the three hundred fifty, like, man, I really need this extra three fifty. Yeah, I maybe mean, you're like you mortgaging. This. You know, this is like they're, they have four kids. And what do you think they need it for? Their entire combined college fund. For three fifty. They're like, you know what? <laughs> My kid could go Ivy League now if I can win this bet on this U.S. Women's National Team game. So I'm putting all of that money in and letting it ride on this. And then v- Vietnam shocks the world. I don't even know. One nil. Can you, get a, can you get a book? Can you download an app for $350 in an Ivy League school? That's the return on the $70,000 bet. If you bet. place enough $70,000 bets, you can go yeah. to an Ivy League school. Yeah. I don't think it's the first time this guy or girl has done this, too, when I see a number like that. Probably not the only time. Yeah. It, I also think it's someone probably really rich, and we well, don't have to worry about it. Hopefully it's not an NFL player on team property doing this. Oh, betting on the U.S. Women's National Team. Can you imagine if it was Minus Joe Burrow? $20,000 odds. We find out a week from now, Joe or Burrow worse, was the one. Uh, MLB player. Banned for life. First day of Jets camp, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers placed a bet on the U.S. Women's National Team. 70K. <laughs> Immediately. To win 350 bucks Upon arrival. And then gets outed and has to sit out six games. Chad, yeah, we've discussed the new Bond film and the concepts behind it, the lane they may be headed in based on uh, – 
new actor, what they're looking for, also how things ended with Daniel Craig, right? The, the series there. Uh, and now Christopher Nolan is tied in with the next Bond film, or at least could be? Well, no, he's saying that he would be honored. They asked him about directing I a Bond film, and, and they asked this. if he would be frustrated working under the constructs of a franchise like that. And I think he said something about, well, I did do Batman three times. That's a pretty big franchise that I was able to operate within and do my own thing and my own spin on it, which every, most everyone would agree, certainly critics would, that he did a very good job with his Dark Knight trilogy with Batman. I, I would love Christopher Nolan directing a Bond film. But he's not the first major director to say something like this. Quentin Tarantino has talked about he he would come out of his whatever it's the 10 it's 10 movies right he wants 10. to do yep he and said i would do an extra one if they'd let me direct a bond movie i mean imagine a quentin tarantino bond movie and what that would look like um, but it have to do it his way yeah it'd have to go from pg-13 to r i'm sure if they did that i think most are pg-13 but i love the idea of christopher nolan a brit himself I'm directing uh, directing a Bond movie. It'd be great. I'm excited about Oppenheimer also. I, I love when... What have you heard on this? I just love when a director of this ilk does something that is historic. Anything with Nolan, though, I think crushes. For no, the most he's, part. He's great, and it, it's always worth watching. There's certain directors, Scorsese. Right now, Scorsese, Nolan, Tarantino. There are others. Spielberg, to some extent, although I'm not crazy about watching... His uh, semi-autobiographical film he did recently that got some Oscar nominations, The Fablemans. But most everything they do, I'm, I, I want to watch. I, I read this whole—I forget where I read it, but there's this whole thing about since the iPhone was invented and came into market, which I want to say was like 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. If you look at every major auteur, major film director— 2007— in Hollywood since 2007. None of them have done a modern movie. They've all done things in the past. Because this is whole thing about how the iPhone killed movies. And that modern directors that are older do not want to focus on anything in the present. Because they feel like the ability for everyone to make a movie with their phone has killed cinema. And most everything they focus on is a period piece from the past, before the iPhone. It was fascinating or, looking at it. There's like a chart of movies done up until then. Like Scorsese is an example. He had done modern movies. The Departed right. was the last one before the iPhone that he did that was a modern movie. Throughout his career, he had done things tackling modern issues. And from the iPhone on, he's only done things in the past. Every movie's done. Killers of the Flower Moon will be another example. Yeah, uh, so they're not doing anything in the future either? No, it's all past. They hate the iPhone that much. It's not them saying... They, a lot of them have talked about movies are just, made to be experienced in the That's the line where people are big, figuring out when it happened, when it occurred, this line of thinking. Well, look, Scorsese has a deal with Netflix. He had the Irishman there. He has a deal with, with uh, Apple now, with this next one. So they understand that it's going to be streamed at some point. Spielberg's completely against all of this. But they all have this idea that movies are made to be experienced on the big screen. You're about to go do that. Not on a phone. With Mission Impossible, right? Going to watch Mission Impossible right after this. My guy, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can make 45 Mission Impossibles. I'd watch all of them in the theater. I'm doing this thing 4DX for the first time ever. I, I'm not a, I haven't watched a ton of movies on IMAX. It's cool. 
You know, it's got to be the right movie to do it. Yeah, but it's it's an extended screen. Um, It's it's the IMAX screen, but apparently the seats vibrate during the movie. Is this like with the uh, the air and stuff too? Like I I saw Jurassic Park and something like this. So you'll have like if if you have the T Rex behind you, it'll feel like it's behind you, kind of thing. I I don't know. I've never done it. I, I think it's the whole thing. I kind of want to I told my buddy, like I have not gone. I'm, I'm going to sound very like I never get out of the house right now, but whatever. I haven't gone to the movie theaters that sell drinks or beers, like the nice movie theater where you can get like almost like dinner and a beer at the movie yeah. or even sell alcohol. So I told my buddy, hey, I'm really looking forward to my first order of beer experience at the movie. And he said, that's a huge mistake that we made for Top Gun Maverick in these seats. They vibrate oh. so much they spill their beers on themselves. I would have to go to the bathroom the all the time, though, if I'm drinking beer at the movie. You know, I got, even for a man over 40, I've got a terrific bladder. I don't know what it is. My prostate is in top-notch shape right now. <laughs> My doctor tells me that every physical. Like, what is this man, your prostate. Let me know how that goes. You have the prostate of a 19-year-old. That's also, what I hear like, every time. A, a few years back, uh, Virginia Beach had this, uh, my family always goes to this one theater. You can get, like, food or whatever you know you got a little tra- i hated it yeah I, like trying to get, trying like, to navigate like a knife and, fork. and fries and stuff you could get that oh. you could get like spaghetti and other stuff too i'm just thinking like what like give me popcorn and you know whatever else they're selling for 35 dollars. i'm even and also i'll, I'm, I'll I'm, be happy i'm probably overly conscientious but i'm like cognizant of how loud i'm chewing my popcorn in the movie to not distract <laughs> the person next to me so can you imagine like Tearing into like tuna tartar while eating or just, just chewing down. Like I'm tuna like, tartar. I'm trying to, there's a talking scene and I'm trying to cut into my ribeye as we're doing that. Oh, Davey hates people that talk and try to ask questions during a movie or a show. Oh, I do too. Imagine him. Uh, I'm more worried about the person kicking the back of my chair, which you will not have happen. You'll just think it's a vibration. To yeah. This is great for kids that like to kick people in front of them. Oh, it's just another vibration. Except just for the kick cries away. you'll hear from yeah, kick, everyone's Kick scared. away from the, uh, the kids. Let me know how this goes. I tried to do the three, like a 3D thing at the zoo with my daughter one time, and it was a dinosaur experience of some sort. And, I mean, we got in there not even 30 seconds into it. They do something that says, like, it's a little bit frightening. It's very interactive. It was like a burr or something that came in, and, like, with the glasses on. They want to put it to the, the test immediately. And the way the seat, like, shakes – it feels like the bird is going to hit you in the face oh, no. and immediately screamed. And we had to leave. Uh, I, you know, I didn't know how to get like, I had to open the door to let the light in to ruin everyone else's experience. <laughs> I got to get out of here. And I'm looking for a person like this is intolerable. I can't, we can't do this the whole time and had to leave. It was, it You're was having awful. to get the glasses off and everything. I did. I've done this twice now where another one was my three-year-old was in one. That was an interactive thing that looked like you were going over the United States and the seats would move, and they removed the floor from you, so it felt like you were like over Gliding. everything and yeah. flying. And there was a screen underneath and too. Right when I mean, the screen's below, ahead, I above. There's water, water that comes up and hits you. And the moment the floor moved, it was the most blood curdling scream. Was this at, you've uh, ever heard? And it lasted at the, for the full. Yes. Okay. It lasted the full 17 minutes, and I'm just holding on to her. Saying it's okay. Look, trying to make it like fun. It's called Air America. Hey, look, or something. it's over it, here, and I'm trying to tell. Yeah, sore. I'm, I'm trying. Sore. That's it. I'm trying to tell. Look, the floor's still there. 
I'm trying to show her that it's not scary. But look, the floor we just saw is still it's, there. It's unbelievably well, good. Try though. explaining all these things to a three-year-old. Who I mean, it is I reality mean, to them. Like, they have been transported through time and space to a, a different atmosphere overlooking the Earth to them. They have no idea. what She's thinking, why would my parents take me to this and put me over the Earth in this way and try to kill me? That's, what she's, that's the way she's screaming the entire time to let her out of it. And we couldn't do it. Once the ride starts, you're in. She screamed for everyone to hear the entire time. That was a lot of fun. Trying to get the official name of the thing. It's, it's, you go through all the national parks it's and different sore. things. It's, it's sore is the name of it. You, you nailed fantastic. it. Uh, and Not with a three-year-old, but yeah, everyone else yeah, go. Yeah, everyone else adults. go see it immediately. It's great. Take the adults. Terrific attraction. Chad, last week we were discussing uh, Tupac and uh, the shooting that took place that he was murdered. Uh, we've waited 26 years for any detail. And then all of a sudden, there's a warrant that's executed out in Las Vegas. And we were chatting at the time, like, what, what causes this? What, what was this like? This had to be more than just having a ticket to the Tyson fight that night. And sure enough, uh, TMZ has footage of this raid of this property where you have armored vehicles, all kinds of stuff rolling in for this warrant to be served and uh, the, the search to happen. Still don't know the details of it. Um, I, I don't know why you would need this much, this much action. I know. For the police force, 26 years after the fact. And also, what evidence could be kept? So it's one of two things. Like, my first question is, what evidence would still be around that many years later? Right. And if you have the person who did it, the fact is you believe this person is this much of a flight risk that they're going to be on guard. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you're a murderer, full on SWAT team, you don't just yeah. knock on the door but to, to and go no, get them, but have a yeah. full SWAT team going into a residential neighborhood. Like it's not like they're trying to invade a compound, right? This isn't SEAL team six going in for bin Laden. Yeah. It's a guy in Henderson, Nevada. I want, I do want to know the standard neighborhood. I do want to know what this was nicknamed, like what, what they referred to this as instead of zero dark 30, this would be what the operation that it yeah. was yeah. Hit, hit him up. Whatever. Yeah. There operation hit him up. Operation so, dear mama. At least two Another armored two personnel carriers uh, along with SWAT members. So yeah, this is more than just uh, your, your average run of the mill. Hey, uh, we have a warrant to search for something that we believe is underneath the carpet. Some new DNA evidence I, that we believe yeah, is there. It, it's a crazy story. I'm, I'm ready for more info to get out because nothing's I mean, really it, been said. This is, this is something you would roll out if you think Tupac is being held hostage for 26 years in this building. Now, that would be a story. I mean, I, that would be a story. What would require uh, this this level of attention. Well, just in a, I just look at that neighborhood and I'm thinking, you know, maybe they have the murder, and that's that's what this is all going to be. But but they want us to believe it's over photos and documents. This, this is more than that, right? Chad, enjoy Hunt the weekend to the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Great we, job uh, by our crew. We all made it with SEC Media Days. Uh, in the meantime, check out the YouTube channel, and we're back on Monday. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow. Hope you'll join us Monday, three o'clock Eastern. We'll get you to 6 o'clock Eastern each and every weekday talking sports headlines and more for the Outkick Network.